Hello and welcome to The Audiophile. My name is Ian J. Cole. We are a music and arts radio show focused on the local arts in eastern North Yorkshire, normally. This is our annual Edinburgh Fringe special. I've just returned from 10 days at the world's biggest arts festival and I've seen a massive amount of stuff. In fact, I saw over 30 shows in nine days and I'm going to share with you some of the four and five star shows that I saw while I was up there. While I was at Edinburgh Fringe, I did YouTube review vlogs for every show that we saw and I was ably helped by my wife Jane, uh, who you'll hear on the reviews. If you want to hear and see the full reviews, there is a link in the show notes. And without further ado, let's go on with the first piece of music. I'm going to play four pieces of music from this first show, which was called Exposing Edith. I'm going to play two pieces before the review, then have the review section, and then another two pieces after. I hope you enjoy it. If the sun should tumble from the sky If the sea should suddenly run dry If you love me Really love me Let it happen I won't care If it seems That everything is lost I will smile And never count the cost If you love me Really love me Let it happen, darling Je me ferai tendre un blonde si tu me le demandais. J'irai décrocher la lune, j'irai voler une fortune si tu me le demandais. Je renierai mes patries, je renierai mes amis si tu me le demandais. On peut bien rire de moi, je ferai n'importe quoi si tu me le Stuck in the middle of the sea I'll sail the world To find you If you love me Really love me Let it happen, darling I won't care I won't Shall 
I bring it where you are If you want me to, I will You can set me any task I'll do anything you ask If you'll only love me still Nous aurons pour toute l'éternité Dans le bleu de toute l'immensité Dans le ciel plus de problèmes Mon amour puisque tu Cet air qui m'obsède jour et nuit Pourtant n'est pas né d'aujourd'hui Il vient d'aussi loin que je viens Traîné par son mille musiciens Un jour c'était me rendre folle Cent fois j'ai voulu dire pourquoi Mais il m'a coupé la parole il parle toujours avant moi Et sa voix couvre ma voix Il arrive en courant derrière moi Il me fait le coup de souviens-toi Rappelle-toi des amours Rappelle-toi puisque c'est ton tour Il n'y a pas de raison que tu ne pleures pas Avec tes souvenirs sous les bras Et moi je revois ce qui reste Mes vingt enfants battre d'amour Je vois s'entrebattre en des gestes toute la comédie des amours sur un air qui va toujours. Param, 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 des jetés de 14 juillet. Param, 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 t'es toujours qu'on achète au rabais. Si tu m'en bats 
quick look at exposing Edith. Uh, now, I must first of all say that I am not an Edith Piaf fan, um, but I was absolutely blown away by this show. Um, what do you think, Jane? I thought it was amazing. Um, I thought her physical resemblance to Edith was, I mean, you know, it just partly made it. It did. I mean, they're both small women. And dark, you know, hair and just those, those features. And, you know, at one point in the show, she says she was only like an inch taller. Yes, and Edith exactly. Piaf was in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, very simple set. She just wore a beautiful, simple black gown mm. the whole time. But her voice. I mean, was, cer certainly, wow. the her voice was. I mean, her name is uh, Michaela Bergen. She's Australian, uh, and she was. She wrote the show with her guitarist, who is also an exceptional player and singer, a guy called Greg Wayne. And the whole of the production was uh, exceptional, apart from the playing and the singing, and it was, it was quite, it was just amazing. And what, what I would certainly say is whether you, you know, you're a fan of this, this type of music, the story of Edith Piaf and the fact that she had this hard life as a, um, they, they, she did gloss over the earlier part of her life and she did, she did it as a sort of song in one minute of that early part um, but it was what's and all I mean apparently PF was a drug addict and, uh, and, and with alcohol problems throughout her life and she died at a very young age but it, it was an exceptional piece of work mm, yeah it really was um, yeah she's told her life story which I liked because she sang a lot of the songs. She sang them mostly in French, mm. which was great. Um, she sang, obviously sang the two that we know the best, and her performance of La Vie en Rose yeah. and um, um, No Regret. And Je ne yeah. Regret, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, you could just feel the, your hairs on the back of your neck. Mm. Michaela and Greg's show, Exposing Edith, is on every day throughout the Fringe in the Assembly George Street Studios, uh, Studio 3, uh, at 2.20 every day. And again, another show that we, we highly, well, I highly recommend definitely, it. Definitely. Yeah, regardless of whether you like Edith Piaf music or not. Voilà le portrait sans retour des lumeaux que j'appartiens. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas. Je vois la vie en rose. Quelque chose 
prendrai dans mon cœur une part de bonne dame, je connais la cause. C'est lui pour moi, moi pour lui dans la vie. Il me l'a dit, la jouerai pour la vie. Et dès que je l'aperçois, alors je sens dans moi mon cœur qui. Des nuits d'amour à plus finir, un grand bonheur qui prend sa place, des ennuis, des chagrins s'effacent, heureux, heureux à en Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. D'amour, des mots de tous les jours, et ça me fait quelque chose. Il est entré dans mon cœur une part de bonheur dont je connais la cause. C'est toi pour moi, moi pour toi dans la vie. Chagrin, mes plaisirs, je n'ai plus besoin de balayer mes amours avec leur tromolo, balayer pour toujours, je repars à zéro. Je ne regrette rien, 
Welcome to the audio file. Throw, landing so far away that you wonder 
Where is it laid? The feeling of what dreams are made. Softly and delicately, like a bird in snow, she flies away from me to old Napoli. I wanna be 100 percent. This was a late show by, uh, called The Slinks. Um, now, we were just, we, he we were heading off to the members only oh, yeah. bar uh, and we got talking to Hugo from The Slinks who um, was flyering and uh, he offered us two complimentary tickets for his show that started at 5 to 11 in the underbelly. And he described it as um, a melodramatic poet, a curious clown, and a, a slanted piano, I think, was what was, you know. And he said it was uh, a bit bizarre. Oh, surreal. Surreal, that was it, because not bizarre, surreal. we said surreal. we liked We surreal. said we liked surreal. And um, so he offered us these two, two tickets. So we went to see it. The Slinx is the show. The Hugo and Lily perform as voulez-vous and i'll put a link down to their website in the comments so that you can go and check them out um, and their stuff is available online at, and before we get to review we'll, we'll we'll talk about the songs now in a bit this show was amazing it's fab it's i mean it's it's everything that the edinburgh fringe is um it's wacky it's funny the songs are great their performances are brilliant, and it's almost impossible for us to describe it. Uh, I mean, we were having a conversation with, we waited around at the end. We were having a conversation with Hugo and Lily, and Hugo asked, he said, yeah, how do I, how do I sell this show? Mm. And it's really, really hard to, to, to put into words what this show is like and how good it is. I mean, certainly, um, the music is absolutely superb. The songs are, you know, I, I got a feeling that they were sort of 1960s um, French sort of um, vibe to it. Another chap who was stood with us, he, uh, he thought it was an Americana thing, which I have to mm. say I didn't really get. Um, mm, so it, it's almost like it's different things to different people. Mm. But, but mm. It's, it's very wacky. Um, it's brilliantly done. Um, it's stylish it is stylish it's yeah. very stylish but it's surreal you know hugo plays a piano that's leaning up against the wall well it's okay it's technically a synthesizer and then continues up the <laughs> yes wall. that was so funny yeah um yeah. they speak to something i mean they almost you almost felt at one point they were going to climb in inside the case. inside this they, little they box a, they, they had um a big luggage case, a couple of cases on top of each other, and they appeared to be communicating. And there was a light; it was lit from within. And they dealt, you know, they leant right in, and you thought they were going to fall in. They were having a conversation with somebody. Um, they kept unpacking another case. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a and, and sort of almost like a, like a picnic, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, picnic case. Yeah. 
but then they would have songs and then at one point Hugo clambered over chairs because he was hearing something mm. and reacting um, and there was engagement between Lily and people in the audience which was very funny it was um, and apparently a lot of eye contact very funny. yeah I mean yes I mean both Jen and I found Lily Lily's character mesmerizing yeah yeah couldn't I couldn't, couldn't take my take eyes, off. eyes off her. I mean she had a she has a great voice and when she's singing it's, she's brilliant but just the way that she held herself and the way that she moved and uh, clearly she's acting because she's playing a character but um, it, it really is first order acting it's superb it's it's just beautifully yeah, done it is yeah um, like I said, this really isn't selling it. No, I'm conscious of that um, as well. And but they're having trouble selling it as well. Um, I mean, but I, I mean, my feeling is that you just have to go see it. It was just wonderful. Yeah, it was it's wonderful. Absolutely. It's like a breath of fresh and, air, and it's like Ian said, it's just everything that the fringe is about. So, and again, we're back to the stars thing. Uh, five stars from five, me. definitely. Yeah, definitely five. five stars. No question. Yeah. <laughs>
Audiophile, the arts music show for the masses. This is day two of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe and this is a review of Troy Hawk in Tales of the Unexpected. No, 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 no. Tiles of the Unexpected. Sorry, Tiles of the Unexpected. Thank you, Jane. And I'm not quite sure how we can describe this show. Um, I mean, it was... I do not play Scrabble, Jane does. Um, so it was clearly sold to us as a Scrabble-based comedy show. Um, we don't have any footage of uh, Troy doing his stuff, but um, I can include a bit from one of his previous shows, which I'll do round about now. I learned a lot about uh, politics in the Weatherspoons. <laughs> and I found out about a group, a uh, new group, I'm not sure if you've heard them, a political group, called the Alternative Right. No. Now, uh, you've not heard of them. I'm going to explain. I'm not just going to leave it there. It's Google the alternative right. Anyway, no, don't worry, I've got you. <laughs> now, the alternative right are a group. There's one leaving right now. I see. The alternative right are a group set up for the preservation and protection of the white race. Now let me tell you something. I had no idea there were so few of us left. <laughs> it's remarkable. You know, we have our own we have our own group to support us. The alternative rights, they have several political strategies. Now, now the thing that upsets them the most are a new set of words, a new set of gender pronouns. <coughs> now these gender pronouns are words that people who aren't comfortable with him or her like to use as a label for themselves. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, you know, I, I mean what Zim, yes, exactly right, exactly right. <laughs> Zim, Zay, you know. Now, now, I, I said to this chap in the Weatherspoons, I said, I said, listen, what's your problem with these new gender pronouns? I don't understand. And this chap, and I quote, said that the new gender pronouns were a spear point of the next Marxist genocide that'll end up with all of us straight white males farmed like battery chickens strapped down <laughs> and mechanically milk for our sperm while blue-haired lesbians flick us on the ears as they walk past laughing. <laughs> Yes, and these words, I don't know if you've heard them, they're wonderful. Z, Zim, Zay. I say we let Zem call themselves whatever they like. <laughs> Why not? Look at that, new words, and I get a German accent without having to lose a war. <laughs> What's not to love? And there's the other thing. These words, they're all three letters long. X's and Z's all over the place. It's Scrabble heaven. If <laughs> I've been smashing, mother. <laughs> Take a few flicks on the ears for that. And you know, I was, I was saying that to this chap. I said, alternative right makes no sense. You can't have an alternative right. Uh, Hark, sir, could you tell me where the nearest barbers is? Yes, you go down there, you take an alternative right. What? <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Now, I've thought about this at length. The only way you could have a genuine alternative right is if you were to take three lefts. <laughs> That's it. You go so left, you end up going right. <laughs> I believe people do that as well. Now, I, I, said that, I said that to this chap, and he turned around and said to me, oh, I suppose I should just spat out Scrabble numbers like an autistic bingo caller in. <laughs> and I said to him, is that all you think there is to this? Try this on for size. Nazi, one, one, 10, one, 13, 13. Throw that on a treble word score. You're on 39. 
which is the year the Second World War started. <laughs> Trump, Hitler, both worth nine, which is how both of them say no. Nathan, also worth nine. Keep an eye on him, Ethan. <laughs> They're still not convinced. Try this on the size. This will have your mental klaxons blaring. Bush, Bin Laden. 9-11. Scrabble-based conspiracy theories. Didn't think you'd hear that phrase tonight, did you? <laughs> okay, so that's Troy. Um, as you see, he's uh, a very proper English gentleman, although we do actually think he's an Australian. So I'm going to let Jane try and explain what, what Troy <laughs> Well, we were greeted by Troy, mm. dressed beautifully, impeccably, in a smoking jacket, yeah. Yeah. with a large red ostrich feather oh, yeah. in his hand, which he continued to hold throughout the show. And, well, let's just say there was a lot of scrabble in it. <laughs> Yeah. He had a theory which involved IKEA. Oh yes, a lot of IKEA. The CIA. A lot of CIA. And people's names and situations that all add up to the same number on Scrabble tiles. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I, quite, I liked the way that he, he would. He would. In a non-threatening way, he Very would ask he would ask people their names in the audience. So he was he was using audience participation. But when you know somebody would say their name's Simon, he would go and then he would tell them how many Scrabble tiles their name is, which I thought was really great. Yeah, <laughs> he clearly does know his Scrabble Scrabble numbers. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, sorry, come. A lot of it was very spontaneous. But there was a lot of work had gone into yeah, this. Yeah, very because, much so. Um, there was, as part of his evidence, there was a lot of evidence um, to support this theory about the link between IKEA and CIA and various other. We won't go there. No. Um, a lot of spontaneous thought um, coming out of the audience, but as I said, um, a lot of it was given to us as evidence. So mm. he had, yeah, he, he, he had he, a phone yeah. call that yeah. we um, that we unpicked. Yeah, with, with the IKEA, yeah. with an IKEA uh, representative. A, yeah, yeah. yeah, so there was yeah. a lot of code in there. Yeah. Um, so that existed. He had little bits of video um, where he'd ask people various questions um, and then used that as evidence. His, but it was just, we may not be selling this, but it's one of the funniest things we have seen. I've never seen Ian love so much. Well, it's interesting because I was, I've said earlier to Jane that the first three minutes I thought, oh my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate this. And then he had me. And he had me for the whole hour. I, I, he was, it is one of the, we, there's a guy I've mentioned on the, on the channel before, a guy called Trevor Locke, who we are going to go and see again. And uh, Trevor is one of the funniest things, along with Kevin in socks. Um, you know, these people are brilliant at, at comedy. And this guy, I mean, I would definitely go and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, his real name is Milo McCabe, 
but I would definitely go and see Milo McCabe as Troy Hawk or as another character because I was sold after those first few minutes. Um, Very hard to describe. You it's Im have, almost impossible to you describe You would have it. to be there. Mm. Um, and he very cleverly links, like Ian was saying, you know, what members of the audience reply. Yeah. He uses yeah. it, he's not thrown by anything. Um, he makes some fantastic observations. Uh, very, very funny. It was incredibly uh, funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, impromptu, oh, but yeah. it works. It really yeah. does. Very well worth going. Edinburgh Fringe loves stars, and apparently, um, the, the maximum number of stars you can give any show is five. Um, and I would definitely give that show yeah, five yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. The Audiophile Radio Show is sponsored by Pocklington Music, East Yorkshire's premier music store. Peter Hudler and his show, Cello on Fire. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's I mean, it was brilliant. Again, it's something different again to what we've seen. It's just him and his cello playing, you know, pieces. They're not. They're not all classical pieces. There's some. There was a piece from a Jewish composer, there was some um, folk music, there was literally all sorts, and it was absolutely captivating. Quite, some quite contemporary, because yeah. for yeah. one piece, he actually picked the cello up and played it like a guitar. Oh yeah, he did, yeah, and Jenny had asked me if I'd seen that done yeah. before, and I hadn't. Actually, one of them is Baroque and the other one is contemporary, but beautiful. <laughs> um, so I would like to play a piece by Giuseppe Dallabaco from Italy. He was a cellist in the 18th century and he wrote 11 very beautiful capricci uh, for cello solo, uh, which uh, can be maybe called a little bit like the Italian Bach suites, you know, like Bach suites, but a bit more sensual maybe. <laughs> Italian, and uh, then I would like to, I will play the fourth capriccio, uh, which is a very short, beautiful piece, and then I want to continue with a piece by Peter Vasks, it's taken from the, uh, from the piece, the book, and uh, uh, the second movement of it, pianissimo, and it's a very beautiful, even spiritual music that has a drone throughout the piece, so not a flying object, <laughs> but uh, a note that stays, and um, the melody moves uh, and develops around this drone and this creates different kinds of tensions uh, and that makes it very beautiful to listen to, I hope. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy.
If you fancy going to see um, a virtuoso, a virtue, vir, yeah, virtuoso cello, cello, cellist, yes, cellist, cellist yeah. play uh, an, a very interesting repertoire, not just the sort of classical. I mean, I think he did a, he did a couple of classical pieces. There was a piece by was it Brahms? Uh, I think he did a piece by Brahms. Did he do a piece by Dvorak? Can't quite I'm remember that. that up. Yeah, I mean the, the piece by <coughs> I'm not. I'm not classical music expert but I'd never heard the piece by Brahms no I hadn't heard any of the pieces no. there was one um, I think it was the second piece he played it was a shortish sort of fairly modern in fact it was a composition he said had been composed especially, especially for this for, show for yeah, this right. show in Edinburgh um, I'm afraid I can't remember the composer um, um, and the motifs uh, were I well they appeared to me, familiar. I mean, I don't think they can have been. I think it was my perception because obviously it's been commissioned um, for for this performance. Um, it was just, it was wonderful. Um, and he yeah. he did he Lovely. throughout the whole concert. He he did them in blocks of two. Yeah. So he would explain to us what a, a little bit a little bit of background and you know who the composer of each piece was. Uh, and then he'd play the two pieces and then he'd talk to us again. And he was very, very, um, you know, he, he, 
I, I quite like that in a concert. It's not it's not just here's the music, listen to it. He is yeah. he was actually talking to us as a yeah. as an audience yeah. as well. And at the end, people went up and uh, just I mean, I went just to say hi and you know thank you very much for the invite, really. Um, but the la- there's a lady with her daughter just before me, and the little girl was probably about seven or eight. Said, you know, oh, so what do you call your cello? And he said, oh, I don't have a name for it. And he said to her, what do you call your cello? And she says, oh, my cello is called Red, which was lovely, you know. So, uh, but no, it was a fantastic concert.
I'm just finished already. But I have one more. <laughs> this is Cradle Song uh, by Stefan Braun, a German chess cellist, then a Sarabande by Bach, and then Cradle Song again. And then we can all go watch the firework and sleep. <laughs>
Welcome to day five. Yep. Day five of our YouTube Odyssey. And we've just been to see our first show of today, and which is another Odyssey. We've just been to see Island Trap, which is a one-man show by Austin Dean Ashford. Do you want to say a little bit about you know more about this? I mean, I well, to be honest, I didn't actually, know anything about the subject. And I have to put my glasses on yeah. for this. The, the full title is Island Trap, the epic remixology of the Odyssey. So it is a sort of modern reworking of uh, Ulysses, and in fact, his character's name is Black Ulysses. Black Ulysses, yeah. Um, and it follows, you know, the the epic, the mythical. He has to overcome a couple of things, um, hurdles, fantastic snake. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have to say, the, the, yeah, the, and, the... But, I mean, we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so it so, is a journey, but it's, there's the two levels. It's his own personal journey with the sort of um, running parallel with the, the black Ulysses character. Um, now, this is an actor who uh, is a rapper. Uh, so there's rapping it. He plays a ukulele. Uh, and he has, I mean, apart from the, the, as Jane says, the amazing snake, all of his characters were absolutely superb. Uh, a very physical performer, wasn't he? Incredibly so. Incredible. I mean, his lob, I mean, you said about the snake, which was amazing, but his lobster as well. Uh, I can't well, remember his, his, his name. His, the, well, yeah. I but there's a whole host yeah, of characters lobster, that he plays. Panther, yeah. um, uh, other characters that he meets on the mm. island um, and he and he's very easily and very cleverly slips from one character to the next character to a next character and he has a way of being of you, oh. you're still with him yeah it was quite incredible how he did it's it. how he transforms I mean he transforms physically mm, he does he his verbally he changes and he just becomes that character whether it's a tree or a, a human, human or a character. panther. I mean, he had some, and, and the conversations between them. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he switches yeah. Yeah. seamlessly. Yeah. So it really builds up this fantastic, this story, this narrative. Mm. Um, and then obviously, you know, all the time, you're getting glimpses of his own personal struggle, um, which is a big, it, you know, it mirrors the, it, Ulysses' journey, it's an epic journey, mm. um, and, but he, he wraps a lot of stuff, and can I say from a personal point of view, I have never had to, and I will use this word because prior to this, sort of endure, I mean rap is not my thing, to be honest oh, with you. Oh mine really. And I don't listen to it, full stop. So to sit, you know, an hour's performance, and it wasn't rap all the way through. No. Um, but it was fantastic. He was it fantastic. Was an and he had the audience. I mean, he wasn't a big was a, audience, but, but he had us up there. He had us with but him. the use of the rap. And inter interacting with him. So we it. were rapping at the end. I all got of it. us. I got yeah. it. Yeah. You know, he brought out the musicality, the, the poetry of mm. rap for me. Mm. And I thought, wow. Mm. You know. In fact, what I will do at this point is I will put in Austin's uh, official trailer. You know his promotional bit of material, and then we'll we'll come back and finish the review off. So.
Do you know how diamonds are made? They are put under an extreme amount of pressure. And what does that pressure do? It shapes a diamond. It gives it value. See, everyone wants to shine like a diamond. But nobody's ready to be cut like a diamond. Pressure is good for you. I know your type. You're the type that's too scared of the dark and too scared to take them shades off. He'd be a black man, vigilant like Batman. But fear ate Batman like Pac-Man. Palms sweaty like high school gym socks. He wore shades to cover his eye sockets. He didn't care about wearing shades in the dark. He thought tonight, the Ray Charles look would do just fine. Are you blind? Shades in the dark, really? The spirit lives in the eighth dimension. It's a concert of energy connection. Lightning bolts twisting skeleton. Vibration of frequency through melanin. Cause of last night, I can't escape. Last night, I can't escape. Last night, I can't escape. You're the type to throw shade and can't handle it, huh? The type to despise darker people in darker places, huh? You're a groundhog, huh? He the type to wear shades because the shadows knows where he hides in his dark, dark, darkest hour. He wears shades to hide his embarrassment. He tried to look like the good Negro, the not too loud Negro. To get a good job for a good white company, Negro. The I won't ride, Negro. The smile so I don't scare you, Negro. The your parents hate black people but love this Negro. Negro, he so badly wanted to be blind to the shade, hiding his emotions behind shade. He had sweat in his eyes from trying so hard to be a good Negro, but then the sweat quickly transformed into tears. He won't see the pain in the mirror. He won't see that she just enjoyed the chase and never wanted to be caught. Logic and love never locked nor linked in a loaded like a bullet right through his heart. So take them shades off and embrace the dark. Because if you can make it through the storm, you can make it through the mountaintop. Uh, it took a while for the poet to know he was gifted. Watching other rappers make it, waiting for his moment. Not knowing the way that he be flowing. Keep the crowd going, showing flashy words and slogans are bogus. I don't lie to the audience because I know the notice. And I notice honesty is better for the showbiz. I'm a broke artist and I know my pockets show it. But all the folks that I came with is on the same ship. We in the grind hard days. Work no play. Building a jungle gym so one day we can lay in our own play. Ground, moving out of apartments into my own house. So don't ask, also what you working for? I mean, I know it's cliche to say, I was blown away. You know, the intensity of his performance, the fact that, you know, it was so watchable, you were interested, was, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you wanted to know what happened. Um, I mean, he's a very know, fine actor, this guy. Very fine actor. Yeah, yeah I mean, his emotions, yeah. I mean, he gave absolutely everything to that performance he, yeah, he was he was um, completely soaked and dripping in sweat by the end yeah. of it because he was such a it performance was, but um, um, you know and yeah um, I love by the way can I just slight side mm -hmm. issue um, we love the fact that he named his ukulele oh yes uke skywalker yeah which minor was, point yeah, but that but, was yeah. very funny and he did have he had references to the to um Gro groot from oh, groot groot yeah. from because he meets some trees talking trees at one point and he plays all these trees and one of them had a relationship with Groot <laughs> from uh, it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yes. so there was like there was lovely little bits like that in yeah, there yeah. as well there so was it's, nice, it was fantastic nice lines yeah some very nice yeah. lines um huge I mean 
smallish audience. Mm. Um, about, first 30, time, about 30 of us, I think, I can First been sort of over in... Did he see Europe? Yeah, first time he's been in Europe, and he yeah. said there's him and his director, because it's, it's a small production in that mm. sense, but he said that they, 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 you know, they're, they're doing Airbnb or wherever they can stay, and they, they only book one-way one flights, so we hope he can... <laughs> He, he wants the show to be, he needs the show to be a success so they can fly home, I think. He didn't say that. But, but, and he was, he was such a lovely guy, he was fantastic, yeah. really. And he, he, he put everything into the performance. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was, and I mean, those of us that were there, you know, we a couple of people were standing. Yeah, it standing was, ovation he got. He, from, he, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. he has won some awards, he did mention that at the end. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, and we yeah. can understand why, and it yeah. deserves to be seen. Yeah. It is fantastic. So, Jenny, how many? <laughs> and actually, I originally said that I thought it might be a four, but actually, no, Jenny's right. It's a and five. And I've told Austin I'm giving you yeah, a five. Yeah. yeah so, and in, in fact, when, when she told Austin that, he, they did high five. It was a little <laughs> weird, really, <laughs> but it was brilliant. Uh, tremendous. Audiophile, the arts music show for robots.
And we've just been to, we're now on day eight of our Edinburgh Fringe Marathon. Uh, tomorrow is our last full day. Uh, no, correction, tomorrow is our last day. Um, we have just been to see Georges Melier. Yeah, I would say it was George, I'm, I'm going to let Jane do, Jane can speak a little bit of French. I am absolutely <gasps> Oh no, pressure. Uh, I'm absolutely rubbish at pronunciations. So we were invited by the um, French Institute um, in, in Edinburgh to go to, I think, is this, is this today the first time that they've actually run it? I you think, think it, it might is. Well um, they, they did it for the cultural attaché yesterday. Ah, uh, that's what, that's what yeah. was said, yes, yeah. yes. So today's the first, basically today's press day, although people bought tickets. Um, and we were invited, uh, along with a lot of other press, to, to come and see... Um, a collection of Georges Méliès um, films uh, to a live score. Now, Georges Méliès, if you don't know, was um, in the 1800s and early 19th century was a phenomenal um, illusionist and filmmaker. Um, and he made silent films because there wasn't any talkies in those days. And what's happened here is that the composer has put together uh, a lot of his films um, were were burnt. Uh, he burnt them when Pathé took Pathé took over his studio in 1923, I think it was. Yeah, or 24. Well, but so yeah. it, so it was actually 19th into the early, early 20th, 20th century. century. Sorry, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, I said history is not my strong point, um, and. He burnt a lot of his negatives, so there's not, an, uh, and although some years he would do 50 films a year, so there was a lot of a lot of uh, films that he did, but there aren't an awful lot left. I think there's a there's a maximum couple of hundred, and some of those are just clips. Um, and the composer had been able to choose the order 
of the, the, the films we were going to see and then he composed a score um, to those films. Now it was, um, he's a predominantly composer, I'm going to let Jane say yeah. who he is. Well uh, what I'm going to yeah. read is, so the concept, musical compositions and sound creation, melodica, keyboard, piano structure ob and objects of which there were a lot. Um, so this was the, the main composer, um, was Jean-Francois Alcolia, and then drum guitar. Uh, there are two names and apologies. I think it was Fabrice that we, we saw, but it's either Fabrice Favreau or it was Julien Gollot. And sound, keyboard, percussions and objects was Stéphane Brunet. Now I had quite a long conversation with Stéphane after the, uh, after the performance, because we got talking about digital audio workstations and all that sort of stuff and we were we were, we were clearly brothers <laughs> within about 30 seconds we were we, we, we were singing from the same hymn sheet lovely chap you know um and in fact there isn't a, a there isn't a record i asked him if there was a recording of the, the 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 composition the pieces and he said that there isn't but there is a dvd and i've actually bought the dvd because uh, i was so impressed with the music um and what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, it was just love, fantastic to see um, all the old film. Mm, it um, was. Yeah. I mean, the famous one that we are more, for, you know, all familiar with uh, is the trip to the moon, where you've got that fantastic sort of um, face that is the moon. It's like melting cheese. And it's got a the rocket lands yeah, in the yeah, eye, doesn't right, it? Yeah. 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 So that one we didn't see. So it was an absolute treat to see, you know, I mean, he was so ahead of his time. Gosh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the tricks um, that he was able to show on on screen, you know, and, and sort of mixing live um, footage and cutting and, and and I mean all the creativity it was fantastic um, and, and some of it was very funny um, because they actually played an extra bit for us which, which, was, was, which was, was people wrestling yeah. now that was very funny um, and it was just it was great fun um, yeah and, and also actually I mean there was one piece that was uh, the title was on the top of a moving train and even though they did you realise that actually you were seeing some of the same footage, it was being repeated. But it was still fascinating to see the train going through stations mm. from, not sure, you know, late late 1930s, 20th century, um, the, uh, the dress looked Victorian. Um, so, and you're thinking, gosh, you know, this is a real glimpse of life, you know, well over 100 years ago. Mm. Mm. Um, I really like that about it. Um, I mean, I thought, um, I mean, being completely honest, I loved the score and I loved seeing the films, but I, I'm not sure that I felt, for me, they were right together. I, I'd rather have sat and listened to the score and see the, these guys perform it and not have the... Dis I mean, I, 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 I think I was distracted. I didn't know whether to look at them because they were doing really interesting things with mm. some slightly avant-garde experimental type mm. things like mm. you, he was dropping plastic, yeah, then, uh, what was, uh, it's like the, 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 the strings of a piano in a, in a bed 
so basically like a, like a prepared piano and he was dropping plastic cups on it and things like that and ball bearings and all that and I was fascinated by all that sort of stuff but then I'm also meant to be looking at the actual film so I was I, I was distracted by what I was seeing and there was a bit where they there was no film and they played for probably about a minute and a half oh I would have said longer longer you think it was longer yeah, I do. Um, and I actually liked that better. As much as I loved the score and I loved the, the images, I personally would have liked to, to have just seen it as a concert, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm conscious, of course, I've, I've just talked about the film, but, I mean, it was fantastic having live music accompanying that bit of film. Yeah, it was. Um, and just hearing how they interpreted it, you know, some of the images um, and it was interesting because every so often you'd get a literal sort of interpretation yeah, you, would, yeah. you know somebody was attacking a door yeah and and that's what it sounded like um, and there were a couple so there was, of a, other there was sound there. design going on but not 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 to everything no no but yes yeah, some of it you thought oh you know that maybe that doesn't go as well as some of the other but I mean that's what it's about mm. um, and just to have live music was uh, fantastic and certainly as Jim's given the name of the composer I'm not going to even try to, to pronounce his name he clearly is passionate about this project and and what he's been able to create because you know he was talking to he's always talking at the end to the audience um, and he you know I mean yeah the some of it there was some sound design, some of it wasn't. There was a train that went over a cliff, and you expected to hear. So we've got. Ooh, something's going on. We've had thunder and lightning. Mm -hmm. We'll just wait till the uh, police or ambulance go by. Um, train going over a cliff, and you you sort of half expected there to be some sound design about the crash at the end, and there wasn't. You know, um, but these and these and you know these are not taking it away from from what this was this was a you know it's an hour about an hour and a half and it was absolutely lovely to sit in a in a theater and listen to this music and watch these uh these images you know mm, it was something very special it was yeah very special you know? um, i've just noticed and i think it's worth reading out that alcoholia and CA is a reactive and creative team comprising artists visual artists and technicians working together to produce each show. So I think, you know, you won't hear just, it will be different every time you hear it. I mean, obviously the basic structure will be there, yeah, yeah. but there will, you know, you'll never hear the same thing twice, which, and, and which I like. And certainly the, 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 the press officer was saying to us, that we, had, we, we stayed for a cup of tea, didn't we, at the end, and she was saying that, you know, at certain parts of the film it will never be the same again because um, it's improvised so mm -hmm. every time every time it will be slightly different yeah um, so it's on it's called right in the eye live movie concert of George Mallet's films and it's on every day throughout the fringe till the 25th of August and it's at the French Institute uh, and the tickets are 10 pounds and it's on at so 1.30 every day.
and they are doing other films as well in fact they've invited us to another one on the 14th but we'll we'll be back in Yorkshire by then so sadly and we, we would go because I think I'd like to go yeah. and see another, yeah. and, uh, I'm not sure if it's by the same composer um, I don't even know what what actual film it is but we you know when we accepted this invitation they emailed it back and said oh do you want to come to this other one well sadly we can't but uh, um, but definitely worth seeing if you're coming up to Edinburgh Fringe um, yeah, something you know, very different very different very special yeah how many stars I think I have to go for five actually okay well I would go for four mm. um, but we always round it up to whichever one of us is given the most stars so we'll give it mm. five
So thanks very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of hours of uh, music and reviews of Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2019. And I hope it's really given you a flavour of what the festival was really like. I'd also like to thank Jane for assisting me in the reviews. I wouldn't have been able to do it without her. And we're back to a more regular audiophile radio show next month. We're down to the last piece for this month's show, which is another excerpt from Right In Your Eye. Thanks very much. See you next month. Bye-bye.